I'm believing for great things. I'm believing for better things. I'm believing that, 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 that you know, he says, I, I know the plans I have concerning you. So he has good things in store for me. He has good things in store for, for you. So I'm, I'm pumped up and I'm excited. Uh, as we go on with the message, I, I do want to read a, a passage of scripture and, and, uh, and then talk a little bit. First Peter chapter five, chapter one, chapter five, three verses there. You can open it up. And I also have it on the slides up on the screens there. You can look. It says, in the same way, you who are younger, submit yourself to your elders. Period. Some people just tuned me off with that statement. I didn't write it. That's in the Bible. All right. So there's a period there. Let's read, keep reading. And all of you clothe yourself with humility toward one another because God opposes the proud, but he shows favor to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may lift you up in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, hallelujah. Oh, Thank you, Lord. I feel the presence of the Lord right now. (laughs) Just calling out on his name. You know how it says that you call on him and he will answer. I called out on his name and I just feel his presence filling this place. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We love you, Lord Jesus. Come on, I want you to worship with me. Oh, I I feel his presence. Just begin to thank the Lord. As you're looking back... At 2017, just begin to thank him. Pull, pull stuff out of, of your heart, out of your memory, and just begin to thank him. Because I believe God's doing something at this very moment right now. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you, Lord Jesus. Invade our hearts. Invade this place, God. Occupy our minds. Occupy every square foot, every square inch of my heart, Lord, today. Let your presence overcome us, Lord. And let your word come alive in us, God. Let us be strengthened and enriched by your word. Let us not, let it not return to you void we ask today, God. But have it accomplished in each one of our lives the purpose for which you sent it. I'm also reminded of the word you said that you sent your word and healed our disease. You need healing in your body right now. Just place your hand, that area that needs a touch, because he's sending his word to heal. Thank you, Lord. I ask in the name of Jesus that you send your word upon this congregation this morning, God. Every person that's needing healing in the physical body, I pray in the name of Jesus for a touch of God, a touch of God, of our heart conditions, diabetes, cancer, and incurable diseases. We just sang out loud that with you, we can do all things. Nothing is impossible. And I pray that no sickness is too big for your hand to touch. And we ask right now that you send your word to heal. Our family members or friends that might not be here today, but they're needing a touch of God in their lives. We ask that you touch and you heal. Thank you, Lord. We worship you, God. Come on, sing a song of worship. Just a random song of thanksgiving to the Lord. Right where you're seated right now. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You're worthy to be praised, God. Hallelujah. We worship you. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. And I exalt thee. I exalt thee. Lord, I exalt thee. Oh, Lord. And I exalt thee, Lord, I exalt thee, I exalt thee, oh, Lord. Lord, we lift you up. We lift you up with our praise. We lift you up with songs of, songs of thanksgiving. We lift you up, O oh God, for you alone are exalted. You alone are God. We thank you, God. You said, if I be lifted up on the earth, that I will draw all men to me, God. And so we lift you with our hearts. We lift you, O oh God, with our praise. We lift you up with our worship, God. We say, Lord, be magnified. Be exalted, God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Wow. Have you ever just felt the presence of the Holy Spirit? You weren't planning on it, and you know the Lord touches you and says, I'm here. I'm here. And because he's here, God is going to heal. Because he's here, he's going to deliver. Because he's here, he's going to set free. Because he's here, he's going to do something for you today that you haven't been able to do for the last 364 days of 2017. He can do a lot. He can do, accomplish more in one second than we could ever hope to accomplish in our whole lifetime. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We worship you. So I'm reading this scripture, and it talks about, um, I, I, I love the, the last line, 6 and, and 7. It says, Therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may lift you up in due time, and casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. But before that, we actually can humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. We are prepared first, it says that we... We should walk in humility in our relation with one another. And, and, and I'm amazed by the connection between the Lord's blessing and humility. And that line, I, handled, I highlighted that line and what's the title of the messages is in due time. Because God walks in time. God has his own time. He controls the time. Sometimes I wish I controlled it because I'd be 22 forever. But he controls the time. He holds the time. He put everything into motion. But even in... And it says for for the, the, the secret here that we could tap into of having the Lord lift you up, of having the Lord bless you, of having the Lord impart into your life, or uh, blessings in, into your life in the right time, in the proper time, we're told to humble ourselves first before God. And then if I walk it back a little bit, it says all of us. You know, if I, at first it says all you young people. If you think you're young, say amen. All right. It was a compliment to some of you. You could have just said amen. 
But young people says, uh, uh, be, be submissive to your elder. What, what's sub- submission? Really, it's, a, it's an act of hum- humility. Because we all have independence. We all can choose to make our choices. We can choose to, 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 to take any action we have because God's given us free will. Nobody, no one is going to force you to anything. So submission is something you decide. That I'm going to have respect to, to the person that deserves respect. I'm going to be respectful to, to, to that office. I'm going to be respectful to that individual. But then he goes back and says, hey, not just people in authority. He says, when you're treating each other, treat each other with humility. And um, something that, a, a trait that is disappearing in our culture so fast like the speed of light. Because everybody wants to be right. But that's not humility. I might be right. But you know, it's okay to yield even when you're right. You don't have to win an argument even if you're right. You can be humble and decide to take the other route. Jesus was right. He was right all the time. He was never wrong. We just finished celebrating Christmas. He came in a humble means. And the Lord says that if we get this straight in our, in our lives, then we can fully understand what it means to, to, to humble ourselves before the Lord. Because when we do humble ourselves before the Lord, that in due time, the Lord, we will reap a harvest, and that we ought to remember that we don't have to carry anything on our own, that God, he does care for us. That's a good comforting thought right there. When you're going through life, and sometimes things are, are not working out the way you uh, wanted them to work out, maybe how you would have hoped for them to work out, but knowing that you have a God who actually cares for you to me that I can draw strength from that when I'm going through a difficult time. So through life, we, we all want to win. How, how many don't like to win? We have a new coach in Nebraska. Why? We like to win. Because you talk... <laughs> I mean, you talk with people... I talk to people in the system there and they, and they love Coach Riley a lot. They said, how oh, many is a man of integrity, is a man of character. We love him. But boy, Coach Riley was not winning. And Coach Riley had to go. There's something about winning. <laughs> and and that, 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 that we like. But, and God says, I, I want you to win. In fact, if you master the art of being humble before the Lord and recognizing who he is, uh, he says that in due time, he will lift you up. He will cause you to win in life. We all have things that we are waiting for, <laughs> you know. And, 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 and in the quest to win and to be successful and to achieve, one can try to exalt themselves. You can try to live, promote yourself. You can work very hard to get yourself. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be, work hard. But I, what I mean by exalting yourself, by using all means, manipulating every situation to get your own way, whether it's at work, at home, in your marriage, whatever the case may be, at church. To earn yourself the right to be on top. But it says when you, when you do that, you run one risk. That he who exalts himself, 
the Lord says in Matthew, Jesus says this, will be humble. Matthew 23, 12. He who has exalts himself will be humbled. And he who humbles himself, God will lift. So there are two ways you could get up. On your own, using your own creative abilities, getting as you go into a new year and pursuing your dreams of what you could either lift yourself up and run in that risk of being humbled or humbling yourself before the Lord and letting him lift you. Here's the difference. When you lift yourself up, there are people that will never... Anytime you're up, you're going to have people in your life that will not like it. Whether God lifts you or whether you lift yourself up. You're going to have naysayers. They're going to, you're going to have people that are going to be jealous. They're going to have people that are not going to be happy for you. You thought, oh, they were such a good friend. I was expecting them to be happy for me when I told them this news. And they were jealous. But when you lift yourself up, and those naysayers, and the negativity comes, it will affect you. In fact, that in itself can pull you down. But when God lifts you up, no matter what they say, no matter what they do, they can never pull you down. So people that are advanced and exceed and, and succeed will always get critics. Always. If you get not critics, you haven't gotten where you need to be yet. Do some evaluations. But when God lifts you up, the more they pound on it, the more God keeps blessing you. The more they say no, <laughs> the more you keep. And it will not affect you because you're not the one who got yourself out there. Because the one who lifts you, his hand, when Jesus says yes, nobody can say no. I'm, I'm preaching the songs here. God will promote you. So God says, I want to promote you. And, so, 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 and, and, and I'm laying this because I'm just talking about three things. And then you guys can go home. I'm already done with the first one almost. Is that to understand God's blessing, God works in his own time. He wants to lift you, he wants to bless you. But he says that I will bless you in due season. I will bless you in due season. Now, there's a time factor. Now, in the, in the ancient Greek, and the time of the New Testament was being written, there are two words for time that you find. One is chronos. Which kind of, in the ancient Greeks, uh, the, the, that, one, that one refers to the chronological sequence of, of time, you know. We get our watch, uh, the way we measure time from that particular word. And, um, and, uh, and chronos, this is when I was talking about um, how I get excited about the end of the year. is because it's a gift from God as well. It's a gift from God. And, 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 and looking at it biblically from the, t- the first chapter of the Bible, the story of creation, is when we understand the timing. And it's good for us to understand those, how, how time works in God's mind. So um, it says in the creation, God said, let there be light, and there was light. And, he, and, uh, and, 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 and you know, remember the story of creation. And so um, and he created the moon and the sun. And, and now we just finish our trip around that sun. 
right? And we call it a year. And I'm always fascinated by, by this because God, the creator, could have made our planet static. It's absolutely not outside of God's reach to create an incubator, if you would, that will provide life for us. But he set things in motion the way he did. And in fact, in Genesis chapter 1, he talks about the, he set those things uh, in motion and, and, and for us to determine time and season and whatnot. And we know as cold as it is now, it's going to get warmer. It can't go any further than this. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. But, 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 but he created that. And he put it in motion. I'm thinking, God, God, why did you do that? You let it cycle around, you know, and, uh, and we get a year and we can predict what's to come. And we have a good understanding of how things work. And, uh, and, uh, and, the, and the first measure was the day and night, you know, so the first day and even the creation, he did it in days. And, and one unit of time that's fascinating is the seventh day. Because we completely understand what day and night is in relation to the, in relation to just the physical universe and how it all works. We completely understand what a year is. And the Julian calendar and whatnot. But the seven day week was also instituted in that time. But there's, there's no physical relation to that. It's completely a spiritual thing. He says, and the God said on the seventh day that you should rest. And he called it the Lord's Day. There's an argument for you, for your atheist friend. There is no physical connection to that. But God instituted and, and, and on that day, he promises blessing. Even in the Ten Commandments, he talks about the Sabbath. You shall remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. It's one like thou shalt not steal. One of them is you shall remember the Sabbath day. And, and that's why I'm excited to see all of you at church today. God bless you for being here. And God will honor you for honoring his day and his time and being in his house for that. But anyway, I'm always fascinated. Why, why did God... I don't have all the answers, by the way. Hey, hey, I'm not giving you all the answers. This is just my own fascination here. That God, and I, and I believe that he did it for us. Because there are some things we will not understand. Because the days and the nights, he did it for us. To give us a renewal. I love when people, people write New Year resolutions. I know if you haven't written them out, uh, my wife reminded me this morning uh, that most of the people break their first one on the first day. Of the year. And uh, something I'd never thought about, but she, she thought, wow, isn't it funny people stay up late to see the new year? And one of their resolutions is, I'm going to get up earlier and study and pray and, and get all organized, you know? <laughs> and then we stay up all night today, and then, yep, tomorrow, yep, January 1st goes like that. We break the fast on the fast day. I'm like, you're right. No wonder I never get to keep my resolutions. But anyway, but, but there's something about that hope and that closing of that chapter that you will get a new day. You will get a new chance. There's something that it does in our hearts that even if 
Some people are cynical no matter what it is. But for the most of us, 79%, you'll be like, okay, I didn't quite do it this year, you know. I started out with a goal of losing 25 pounds, and I did really well because I'm 40 pounds higher now, you know. It's tilting the other direction. But, but I'll try it again this year, you know. Well, you know I'm talking the truth here. I'm telling but then you think, okay, I'll do it this year. And, and, and there's this something about newness that God brings in our lives. And I believe he set things in motion to help us, not so much in our physical sense, but spiritually or even mentally, being able to kind of renew that mind and give us a newness of life. And you will see this over and over and over and over again in the Bible. He says uh, in uh, Zechariah, Zek- uh, um, but it will be lamentation. Think about even the name of the book. Um, in lamentation, the Lord talks about there's a, it goes on through this. It's like bad prophecies. The prophecies that you want to say, yeah, yeah, la, la, yeah, 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 I hear you. Because they're not talking about good things. Hard times. And in the middle of lamentation, the prophet throws in a prophecy. He says, because of the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed. Because of his unfailing love. You know? And he talks about the Lord's mercies. And he says that the Lord's mercies are new every morning. Realizing that we go through life and we disappoint even ourselves. We disappoint God. We break. We fail. Have you ever tried, tried, tried? It's not like for not trying. You tried. But you failed. And God says, you don't have to wait too long to experience my mercies in your life. That I'm, this first unit of time that I'm going to get you to understand the day. Think about that. And when you wake up every morning, just know that you can experience new mercies in your life. That you can approach God and find mercy in his presence. If you're alive, I don't care how bad you've been. I don't care how bad you flopped or failed. He gave you a new day. He's given you new mercies. You can start over. If you believe, he says, I will take your sins as far as the east is from the west. I will throw him into the sea of forgetfulness. I'll give you an opportunity to start a new day, afresh, with a clean slate. Don't mess it up today. How many are thanking God for time? And in that, he says, I will give you new mercies. I will give you new opportunities if you look to me. And it's because of his mercy that we are not consumed. We should have been toasted a long time ago. But we are not. Because the Lord shows us mercy. He shows us grace. And then the other part of it. Let let, let me finish one more thought. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself before I get to the last point. The other thought of it is, you know, it's 2017, December 31st. And some of these things we could take for granted. It's like a year just ended. 
And you're sitting here today. And some of you are sitting in there and you should have not been here. You should have not made it. You should have been some other place. Or not even been around. You think, oh boy, it's been a hard year. Can I look back? It's been terrible. You've been pressed on every direction. You've been crushed on every direction. But not, but not crushed. You've been persecuted. Still not abandoned. I'm quoting Paul. Been struck down. And look at you. Not quite destroyed. They thought you would. But you're still there. You should have failed miserably. Shouldn't have a smile on your face. But look who's smiling. Look who's worshiping the Lord on the last day of the year. Should have been dead. But you're alive and breathing. I say, God, thank you for another year. Maybe it even started on a really bad note. You didn't see how you could do it. Even looking back, you're thinking, how in the world am I still here? Why am I not? Somehow, some way, His grace sustained me, even in my point of weakness. And He sustains us. He walks with us. He comforts us. Some You're dealing with grief so deep. But yet God strengthens you even in your moment of darkness. He gives us every new day. It's an opportunity. You can look at every day, every moment, every second and say thank you. Thank you for life. I would not pick this. I would have not done that. I would have, nope. But God, thank you. Thank you for another day. I get to see another year, 2018. Thank you, Lord. And then you have that last one. See, I'm, going, I'm moving through this really fast, guys. I'm improving in my New Year resolution. <laughs> in due time. And that's the other word. I said there were two words that I used for time. In, in ancient Greek. And the second, the third one is kairos. Now, while the first one signifies the, prop, uh, the, the first one talks about how um, the sequ- sequence of time, the chronological sequence of time, kairos, basically, it's, uh, this meaning is, is, is uh, it's the proper time or the opportune time for action. And God operates in both ways. Uh, now, I want to read uh, Galatians 6, 9 says this. Let us not become weary in doing good. For in due time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And there are so many different verses you would go through the Bible. And it's actually fun to go through this. You could go play with your Bible app or, uh, and look at where it says about the good. I'm not going to go through all of them. In due time, in due season. Because you realize God does work in his own time, in the opportune time. You know, Leviticus 26, 4, I don't have it over there. Then you will, then he, I will give rain, give you rain in due season. And the land shall, the land shall, the land shall yield. This wait all you, uh, for Psalm 104, that you may give to them meat in due season. You know, and, 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 and it goes on and on and on. And I can pick scripture to scripture. And, 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 and all to say this, 
that God controls the time. Now, the first time, when we talk about chronos, chronos is only applicable how we measure it based on where we are in the solar system. If there was life on Mars, their year would not be 365 in the way we count days, right? Because it's just completely based on how many times we go around the sun. And because God is not confined to the physical unit, his concept of time is different than our concept of time. And it does work in the chronos. And it works, and, 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 and I can give you a couple examples um, because you've seen it in your life. You've seen it in just everyday life and you realize that God was in the work in your life even when you didn't realize it. I remember one time I went for a job that I wanted it so bad. And uh, I was like, you know, and I was planning to actually quit that job in two years in my mind. But that job was going to give me more money. And I was thinking, well, this will allow me more opportunity to save so that I could quit sooner. I applied and I went in with some people and I did not get that job. There was five of us in, within the company that was going for it. I wasn't even top three. And I thought, wow, what was going on? I was kind of, I was actually upset at first. And I thought, and someone planted a seed in my mind. I said, hey, uh, you know, in that company you work for, how many people are at that level that are black? I never thought about it until a friend introduced it. And someone trusted me. I said, oh, come to think of it. I don't think anybody was. Oh, do you think maybe they might have discriminated you because of... It's like, huh, I didn't think that. But now that you've said it, I wonder. And I'm going through that path and the Lord stopped me. I said, why do you want that job? I don't even like the job. I was just going for it for the money. So that I could quit sooner than... I thought I could. And, 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 and so the Lord kind of dealt with my heart. I did not even put myself out, the best self out, because I kind of assumed it was the next step and they knew me. And I remember, so going through those emotional times, first the rejection felt bad. But then when I really had audience with the king, I realized that it was nobody's fault. And, 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 and that, just to make the long story short is that the way things would play out is that I would end up leaving that job nine months after that and, and starting my own business. And, but I was going to start my own business so I could be flexible and be in ministry, to be able to be used of the Lord and help at the church more, as, more, as much as I, uh, the church needed me and to give me that flexibility, you know. And so I ended up leaving early, uh, nine months later after that. Had I gotten that job, I probably would have not. And, uh, and, and at the time during the church, we were going through a trans- well, talks of transition started happening. It was not a topic before that. But I didn't know that the Lord had it for me to actually be the pastor of this church at the time. But I do know that at that time, had I gotten that job, I probably, my life would have looked a little differently. And so the readiness of being able to kind of give my time to the church while I'm running my own business was, it would have not worked out the way it did. 
And I remember looking back two, three years down the road and say, wow, God, you are orchestrating this. And God, thank you that I didn't get that job. And I, and I knew that God was at work. When you look back, that he was at work in an appointed time. And I could say stories in my life. You could probably tell me, share a few in your life where God, in due time, in, in the right moment, he protected you. Maybe from a bad accident. He protected you from your enemies. Asking where God protected me from myself. Not from my enemy, not from Satan. From myself. I was about to make a stupid decision. Would have had huge implications and God just protected me. And I was like, Lord, thank you. I take no credit here. You watch over me. You kept me from being stupid. You protected me from me. And it shows up in due time. And that's the thing that I want to encourage you with this morning. Is that God is at work in your life if you're following him. If you're loving him. If you're planted in him. That he promises. And and I love the the last line that we read at the beginning there. Because casting all your cares on him because he cares for you. Because that's the basis of being able to trust God. That in due season, if I keep myself walking with him, humbly with him, planted in him. Knowing that he cares for me. He's never left me and he promised to never leave me. You see, God promised to never leave us without taking the right away from us, from us choosing to leave him. Because when he created us, he gave, created us in his own image. He gave us free will. And he never took that free will from us. So he keeps his word saying, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. But he didn't take the right. So we have to choose him. We have to choose to follow him. We have to choose to walk in his ways. We have to choose to trust him. We have to choose to have faith in him. He still will never force us on it. He will tell us the consequences of what we choose. He says, I put before you life and death. Choose life that you may live. Joshua had a a time where he was frustrated with his generation. They weren't serious about God. Inconsistent, up and down, up and down. And he goes, guys, why are you, why are you acting this way? And he got, he, he's the man of God in that time. And he goes, I'm tired of this. I said, I don't care what you guys do. But for me, here's my choice. As for me and my house, you choose what you will, who you will serve. But for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So you make a choice to do that. Well, but everything is changing. Da, 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 da. It's all right. As for me and my house, I don't care what changes around me. We're going to serve the Lord. I'm choosing. You choose this day who you will serve. God gives us that. You know, he never even took that from Satan, Lucifer, who was an archangel in heaven. And when he rebelled against God, he still never took the free will from him. That's why he's influencing the world like he does and the demonic spirits and influence people like they do. But we also have a choice to choose the Lord. But it says as long as we are choosing him, it doesn't make us perfect. But he says we walk in covenant with him. And when we walk in covenant with him, that's the one line. Casting all our cares on him because he cares for us. 
And then he says, in that case, he says, in due season, you keep humble and keep walking with your God as you go into 2018. Don't, not taking any day for granted, not taking any week for granted, not taking every opportunity for granted. That I, I, I don't worship God because I must, I worship God because I want to. I get to worship God, it's a privilege. I get to praise God, it's a privilege. I get to give to the Lord. It's a privilege. He says, you kept walking with him that way. He says, in just the right time, that kairos, that right moment, he will lift you. He will lift you up. And when God lifts you up, even your worst enemy, they can throw every gun. They can pull every ammunition available to them, but they will never be able to take you down because God keeps you up. They tried it on our Lord Jesus What makes you think they won't try it on you? A death sentence. We're calling him the day he died. He was born. Christmas. Just had a glorious Christmas, right? Herod hears about this little king. Can you tell me the location of the little king so I could go and honor him too? And you know he wanted to kill the little king. The day he was born, wanted to be killed. Sought him out. The Pharisees and the Sadducees and the religious law of his time. He messed up with their business. They hated him. They wanted him gone. They tried everything. And finally, they thought they succeeded. And he was hanging on the cross. Lifeless. Humiliated despised, hanging on the cross, that his disciples were completely confused and scattered all over. They thought he was invincible, and they see him helpless. Not knowing that God pulled off one of the biggest scandals, the biggest scandal ever recorded in history, that his death was signified. Eternal life for those who believe in him. That his death will signify, the shed blood will signify remission of sins and cleansing. The perfect blood of the lamb that will wash away all our sins for eternity. He would, didn't realize that his death meant that we may live. And he went to hell. He conquered the grave. And the third day he rose again. And it was at the right time God gave us eternal life through Jesus. At the right time, he would do the same for you. You will go through this. You will have opposers. You will have naysayers. Sometimes you won't even believe in yourself. They like, no, even if you don't believe in yourself, believe in him. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And in due season, he will lift you up. You'll come out victorious in Jesus' name. Amen. Did you receive something from God this morning? Wow. I'm, are you excited? 2018 will be an exciting, exciting year. We're going to be starting um, uh, a week from, not this week, the following week. When I start our prayer and fasting, um, I, I don't have the dates right here. But uh, Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Wednesday, and uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, walk off those Christmas cookies for sure. That would help physically, but spiritually as well. You know, let's, let's fill up this place. Let's come and worship and touch heaven and, and, and pray 
uh, faith into 2018 into our lives. Would you stand with me and let's worship. We'll take a few moments here. A few moments. We'll take time and worship God. Amen.